So Logan, you know those people that just disagree with everyone else's opinions for no reason? Like just want to be contrarian? I, I just, have, just be a bad person. Yeah, no, I know a couple you people. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, remember that. Remember that last episode. So guys, welcome back to the Excelsior Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how we started off. I'll try to run that time again, man. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, I couldn't hear a single word that you said. Welcome back <laughs> to the Excelsior Podcast. Thank you, Irene. We've <laughs> right, got a musical intro. From, we already started. This is all part of the episode. Uh, we've got a musical <laughs> intro from our photographer. Guys, welcome back to the Excelsior Podcast. Today is episode I don't know. And I'm never going to know. I think it's 13. It might be 14. It might be 12. Regardless of what it is, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Marvel and It's unbelievable. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Wasserberger. Today, I am joined by the worst opinion in the history of mankind, Lily Dracos. I was very biased in trail. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much better. We haven't even oh, wow. That didn't even make sense. You said he had the worst opinion. Or you said worst opinion, Logan Dracos. You said yeah. worst opinion. I mean, worst opinion. Exactly. All right. Um, you, you might know me from the uh, Rick and Morty podcast. What? Can we go to Eli Louie? Hi. Patrick Stonda. Hello. Ethan Lavender, our former chief editor who does nothing. Glad to be back. Hello. Jane Piccadilla. What's up, guys? Irene Argenti. Hi. And Justin Brown. What's up, guys? How come we didn't get titled intros, but he did? Yeah, yeah. What form? Yeah, Jay and I are CEO of recruitment. I'm the CEO. I still am the chief editor. Can you be the chief editor if you haven't edited in eight months or four months? I'm in charge of editing. In charge of what editing? But he's got the cool message at the start of the episode. Oh, the one that he made over. We need an edited version of that because we need. We gotta update it. Like, it's, yeah, you sound so scared. scared. You sound so sad. Can we talk about <laughs> Spider-Man? <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we don't have enough time. We have too little to get our overall thoughts, like just going around. So let's just launch right into it. This movie's crazy. Like, this movie's crazy, right? Please all acknowledge whether you like it, like ninety-eight percent of the population, or you dislike it, like Logan Bradley. Don't dislike. <laughs> you like it? Do you want to say? I favorite? like. It. Do you want to start by saying <laughs> no. a ridiculous take? All right. So let's start with this. I. So basically, to prelude, um, everyone from the Excelsior team, in, not including myself, went to go see it opening night or the day after opening night. And I got these all these texts that were like, it's insane. It's so good. Number one MCU movie, not even close. No, no, no. That was just, that was just from all I'm sorry, just for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, no, I, did. I did not call it the number one MCU. Can we talk about the text I got from one of your way after we saw No Way Home, which was, and I quote, No Way Home is better than The Dark Knight. I remember that. That was after the second time of watching it. Right. It doesn't matter when you send it. It's still an insane thing. It was better on the second watch. Oh. Uh, I think at this point we need to consider um, checking Ethan, Ethan into like che- just checking him out because he might yeah. be concussed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no yeah. possible explanation for that answer. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Like Spider-Man. Ethan blackmailed. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan was right, guys. Whoa. Whoa. I, I I made the decision. Ethan was right. Patrick, you're never allowed to come. Back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have this now. This is ridiculous. That being anyway, said, I'm about to slander. So my <laughs> my expectations were set impossibly high, uh, which honestly may play into how I view the movie. Anyway, so I went to see it a couple weeks later with my brother, and. I came out of it, and I'm sure almost all of you have seen the Excelsior tier list, of course. <laughs> and, and I would definitely place it solidly in the S tier, 
but I don't see, I personally have a different tier list in which the top three movies are Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Infinity War. That's the best <laughs> tier list! That's the best <laughs> tier list! We're not going to go back to the holiday stuff. We're not going to go back And I would have No Way Home below those three movies. And so that is my personal take. No, I don't think Guardians is better than No Way Home. No, anyway, it's Guardians is better than No Way Home. Listen, not the actual movie, but okay, but why? But why? Right, because this this is the best avenue to get into this film. What are your actual? Because here's the here's the plot, plot. Okay, I agree. The plot was bad. Plot. Okay, I'm not saying plot was bad. Whoa, I you're agree. ranking a top four. No, you're saying the plot is bad. Can we first separate? I think we need to delineate how we're judging this film because okay. you can judge a film by how well crafted it, you think it is, or you can judge a film by how it made you feel and your experience right. watching it. Which I think are in this case two very But I think both things. of those combined to combine well, chasing the film. No, yeah, I think I, we should which is why I think you have to knock No Way Home down a few points because, because I think the plot is very shaky and you forget that because of how good it ends. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that is true. I think, I think my motivation with the plot is there are too many ways to get out of the plot. Like all Peter had to do was just say, hey, forget Mysterio instead of forget Spider Man, okay. and it would have been fine. Right? That's the thing, because look at like, the most top three movies. Infinity War, there's no way to get out of what happens. They try their best and they fail, right? Iron Man, there's no getting out of the plot. He's there's like, but you can say that with every movie. Doctor Strange could have gone home and not brought the time stone. No, but that's no, not but no, 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 no. Iron Man didn't have movie. to snap. He could have like maybe gave it to like Captain America. No, but this movie right? in particular. But, but we are describing are literally just different films. Like this is Spider-Man could have done different things and they would have made logical sense. Iron Man could have not snapped and killed him. But that's him. not No, but literally, okay, either way, no. Just the whole way of doing the spell. And also he just acts very silly like you think by this point he's gone through all this experience with the Avengers, with Stark, that he has a sense of maturity to him, but then he just does that. And like, but he's, he's now I'm saying say he's, he's done all these things. Strange even calls him out. It's like you, you didn't think to call him. Wait, hold on. Yeah. But the whole setup is that two very impulsive, and they have been established in the past as very impulsive people. Yes. Unleash all this chaos, all this awesome stuff that we get to see in the end of the film, because. They didn't stop and have a conversation beforehand to actually work out the spell before they start. That's not a plot hole. That's just that's not a plot hole. It's a it's not a plot hole. But I don't believe it feasibly. I think it's a very sort of weak plot sauce to say we get all of this because they were that impulsive. Yeah, that is. Do you really think Strange wouldn't explain to Peter, "Hey, I'm going to go cast the spell and reset the universe"? Maybe don't start talking yeah, in the I, middle of it. I thought Strange's behavior was weirder than Peter's. Like, I bought into the whole teenager thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just, I, I actually no. agree with you. I think what the thing is though, every time like an audience walks into a Marvel movie, like they suspend their disbelief to like 100%. a certain extent, right? This requires like, more than it should. I think I, I agree. It's it's like, this requires more than it should. When I walk into Infinity War, right, I'm not going in and I'm like, wait, did this have to happen? Why did this happen? Right? No, because I'm like entrancing the story, yeah. my yeah. disbelief is suspended to the point where I can immerse myself in the movie. And No Way Home didn't do that. I I I totally agree with what um, you were saying. Where I actually. I'm totally in with like Peter not like thinking to call yeah. MIT and like him being an idiot child. I will say though, I, I personally didn't know that you could like call. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, know. I didn't know that you were. Do you guys not like, read deferral like, letters like I do? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but um, um, where was I going with this? Doctor Strange was though. That was my bigger problem yeah. with the movie, and 
I think Doctor Strange is like kind of like gearing towards like or veering towards like screwing up the entire MCU. I, I mean, think he already has him. No, I, no, 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 no. That's not what I. I don't mean like like plot wise. Uh, I think like him as a character yeah, is like yeah. a pro a massive problem in the I MCU. Yeah, I've yeah. always felt like specifically Doctor Strange though is like a massive problem in the MCU. So well, Wanda's about to be much more of a problem. No, but I mean, no, well, I just mean like how his character no, works. He like, means he, he he runs the risk of derailing. The yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right. Just like no, no, no. That's not at all. I mean, like he had the time stone for like all these movies and like chooses it and like isn't actually punished for using it. He can like make portals that cut people's arm off. Like, he but can that's make, like, the thing. He, he was... could have made anyone forget. He can make Thanos forget how to like walk or breathe and like well, Thanos, like. Thing, like Stuff like, like, I feel like he's a really, like, I think he's the center of most plot holes generated in the MCU. So I agree with that. But as, so, I just feel like that belief has been suspended in, like, multiple movies with Doctor Strange. But the thing is, I don't, I wouldn't call it a plot hole, my issue with how he's acting in this film. I would call it a poor plot. A a poor plot. Yeah, yeah. That's why they have all the theories about him being, like, uh, Mephisto. Mephisto, Mephisto. yeah, because it's so uncharacteristic. So much involved. Right, Wanda being able to section off an entire city, and Doctor Strange just not showing up. Oh, right, we hear, we hear, all these characters getting more and more powerful to the point of ridiculousness. And No Way Home, I think, in part serves to take Peter and remove him from that. Right, getting rid of the Iron Spider suit, getting rid of all of the stuff, getting that plain old spandex red and blue is part of that. Uh, and so I think I'll probably be more of an issue when we get to the Fantastic Four and the X Men when there are really no bounds over what people can do. Um, but for now, you're definitely right. You know, with Doctor Strange, we're bordering on on the edge of, of power creep. But aside from the plot, aside from those little plot holes, can we just acknowledge just how good this movie is? Just every... I think I saw the next to Wapping when we saw it. And starting with Matt Murdock's entrance, I think like yeah. every few minutes he and I were just hitting each other, like, dude, 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 like, come on. Yeah. Watching that and then, also, oh, my oh my god! I was like holding Jordan. Yeah, like, I was, I was, <laughs> like Justin can like, testify, I was jumping out of my seat. Literally doing popcorn everywhere. Wait, so when Andrew shows up, the our entire theater goes, I think we have one of the best theater reactions. Oh my yeah, god, it was it was insane. Oh my, I was so happy like, because people actually reacted for Matt yeah, Murdock. Yes. Yeah, but when Andrew came, when Andrew came on, the entire theater goes out because we all saw the eyes. Yeah. He's sitting there, stone faced. No, <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't recognize the suit. It took me a second. And Have you seen that scene? They've been the hyping the audience reaction. By the way, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just quiet. They just he like, just like walks in. I went to see it for audience reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I went to see it this weekend again. I saw it on Saturday, and they're like a total of. Ten people in my theater, and there was still a huge reaction when Andrew came out. It was it was insane. Yeah, can we all, can we just start out? Andrew Garfield is the best part of this film. He yeah, really yeah. Hashtag Tazzle Three. Dude, Willem Dafoe is just like yeah, like I think Willem Dafoe. I think Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland. Oh, there's not a bad performance in this movie. But I have to say, I started like crying every single time there was a Gwen reference. Oh my god! I every time. No, you did call. I did call. In the literally home theater cast, I said, "What has to happen is Andrew saves MJ." You did say that. And Andrew saved MJ. Everybody called that. I knew it was coming, and that was the part that brought me to Oh my god! Patrick, Patrick, that was good. Can I actually? Um, me and Logan were talking about this actually. I I disagree. I thought it was like it was just that was a little too much fanfare. What? 
I think that bodied on a little bit. Because they showed it in the trailer, too. No, they showed Tom trying to save her. It's yeah. obvious oh, he wasn't going to be the one. Okay. Like, but, I, like of course yeah. Tom was getting... Like, when Tom got... This is what I'll say. When Tom got hit, yeah. there was never a moment in my life where yeah. I believed that MJ was going to die. But I don't think Not even need, for a but second. But I don't think you need But I don't think that takes more. away from it. Yeah, it does right. That's the moment. Do I, I mean, it's not, not about right. the he fear of MJ. Ethan, when he it's about it's like redemption from no, yeah, yeah. When he catches her, he's like, he needs her to say that she's okay because he has to know, but he didn't mess up again, but he didn't fail again. I was like, dude. One part I found like a little weird was when he was like, she was my MJ. That I found that like a little corny. Oh, like, no, 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 that was cute. How about straight up the best scene in the film when the three Spider-Man first Yeah. Because we were talking about something like how Fury cast. No, no, no. The best scene is when they're on a scaffold. Okay, yeah, when they're on the scaffold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh, no. And, and he just goes, I love you guys. Love you. And then in, <laughs> Thank in, you. in sync. But that scene. That's like, improvised. I don't yeah. know if I've watched that scene since where they all put on the mask and they run and they jump yeah. off and they're literally swinging oh, off of each other. I can watch that scene any time of day and I want to go like, it's. Oh my can god. You, can you go on the fanfare though, Logan, on that, that MJ dropping scene? Alright, like, I, I don't mean, want to drop too many hot takes and get yelled at. No, 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 no. Drop the hot takes. Drop the hot takes. I kind of agree with what you guys Fanfare think. sucks and it's the worst part of every MCU movie. Right? That's why. Whoa, that's why. I didn't know that was the fuck. That's where I was going. So, right, in Endgame, right? There's so much fanfare and it sucks. It detracts from the quality of the movie. I don't anyway, know, so I think anyway, you were going crazy when Captain America picked up the hammer. Like, I was going crazy, right? But oh like, yeah, so that was really bad. Well, like, like, obviously, not everyone heard him say Avengers. Hold on, but like, Logan, talk and then. Sorry, no, 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 right. Let's talk. Where where did I start? What are we talking about? In No Way Home specifically, right? One of my main qualms with this movie is how much of its DNA is kind of drawn from other sources, right? We have these amazing characters, the other two Spider-Mans, right? And we love those characters and then all of the villains as well. And they interact so well within No Way Home. And yet at the same time, I have this kind of thing in the back of my head that's saying, is No Way Home only really good because of what it took from? So mm. I, I really so want to jump on that. It's called a sequel. I think No Way Home is great because of that stuff. I think it is good yeah. because it is Peter Parker's origin story. And they actually yeah. gave Tom Andrew and Toby are amazing supplements to Peter's to arc in this film because they have story. been through what he is going through yeah. in this film. Yeah. That being said, they they oh, are not they don't take the film away from Peter's yeah, arc. It still focuses right, on yeah. him the whole way yeah. through and ends on him. It ends with things going wrong for him. It's not like they came in as a deus ex machina and solved everything. Right. They came in to assist his arc, which then leads to the conclusion of that arc in how it all wraps up with Doctor Strange casting that spell. Yeah, well, because we talked about on the, on the No Way Home Theory cast, both, yeah, that was, that was tear-inducing. <laughs> um, both, both other politics had something to teach Tom, right? Andrew teaching him about loss, Toby had to teach him what it meant to be Spider-Man. And they both achieved that, and the film does a good job of very much the second they achieve that, getting rid of them. Like, they don't overstay their welcome, they don't do too much, they say what they need to say, do what they need to do, and then they're gone. I think Patrick's right. It's a good movie, and that just elevates the people. I, I think, sorry, the MJ falling thing is a good example of how Andrew didn't take away 
yeah. from Tom's Peter like moment of like try, like it was like it, it could have been very easy for Andrew to catch MJ and then like it'd be like oh it was his moment you know but like they made it so that like the fact that they had like Tom's Peter try to get MJ but then was taken away by like the goblin and then and then Andrew catching her but not but like not taking away from Tom but like as part of his own like I don't want to say redemption because a lot of people call it redemption. I don't know if it was redemption, but it was like kind of a little bit of closure for him yeah. about Gwen's death. And I think because of that, because they made it like in such a sentimental way, it became like a lot more of a personal, like um, not necessarily fanfare, because I think that this was a moment where it could have been very much like fanfare. Very but real like, too, and Yeah, but it became real. And I think that that yeah. was a distinction that they yeah, something else also that I consider is that I think the fanfare criticisms are valid, but I think we because there's fanfare in this moment, we often forget everything else that happened in the movie. Prior to Andrew and McGuire coming in, you know, Holland's working to try to actually help them. And that also plays into his own development and the fact that sometimes people actually might have to lose their life because mm-hmm. in trying to save those people, a lot more people are going to die. Right. Aunt May dies because Hargirl <laughs> wanted to that's save them. Yeah, and that's cool. a huge moment for him as he develops and matures into the Spider-Man from the comics and not Stark Jr. So I think that part is what makes the movie good. Like The fanfare is just icing on the cake. But I think a lot of people see that as the movie, the final scene, the Spider-Man versus kind of like the Sinister Six kind of type yeah. of thing. But most of the movie is just Holland trying to figure out how he can do the right thing his way and realizing sometimes someone has to lose their life, which is why he wants to kill Goblin at the end. But then the Spider-Man come and teach him not to kill, which is why he sacrifices his own friendships to save everyone else. I think because of how well Andrew Garfield performed, um, people are like not acknowledging that. Yeah. I think like, I think Holland was, I, I love Defoe's performance and I love Garfield's performance, but I think, Holland was. I, I think he, he is the best Spider Man. I think it is. It's his movie, and that's why I don't think they detract. I fully agree with Patrick. Um, I think he is. I think he steals the show yeah. personally. Like you just see how, like, just like that, in the Aunt May scene, like you just see how badly he's hurting, like throughout the movie, like what he's dealing with, and that scene where he like just straight up wants to kill Willem Dafoe, right? Like you can just tell, like. <laughs> You tell he's pretty pissed. You well, know? I, like, I, I don't know exactly. I think it's the scene right after Aunt May dies where he's standing looking at J. Jonah Jameson. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. Yes. Oh, such a good scene. And then he gets, and then he's getting shot at. Yeah. yeah. Like he's yeah. grieving for his, like basically, mother figure. Yeah, like yeah. mother figure. And he's like, it's a, they weren't kidding when they said it was going to be a brutal movie. It's a yeah. brutal movie. I remember, Jordan actually got wrong. Uh, I would just like say that. Yeah, well. He thought Happy was going to die. Yeah. Um, I said Aunt May. They set it up like Happy. I, I said, also, I said I Aunt May was going to die. I wouldn't have cared if Happy died. I literally started crying when MJ died. Or when Happy died. That would have been awful. You are so You are, oh my God. I don't think about God. God. The aunt was so much more. No, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying, yeah, we care more. Just because you care more about the aunt doesn't mean that you don't care if, like, a person loses Oh, yeah. Happy dead. Oh, don't care. I'm the aunt's fine. No, I wouldn't. It would have hurt us in a different way. I I care a lot. I thought Happy was actually underused because in Far From Home, I thought he killed it. I think that this was the perfect. But that's the fact, actually. Yeah. Just that moment, like, obviously you're already so sad because of what happens 
with May and you're seeing Peter's reaction to it. But when I when it was gut wrenching for me was when Happy pulled up in the car oh, yeah. and he's arrested and he's just laying there and he he just has to look. He's just he like run, even, Peter, run. He can't even see May, and that for me was like I can't emphasize this is a good character. I, I said this earlier in the podcast. I also thought sad when, was when they're at the. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, this one, like I was just, me and Jordan were like <laughs> breaking down because yeah. I thought she survived for a second. I was like, oh my no, I knew she was. I knew she was. I was like, oh thank God, and then I was like. Jordan, no, 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 no. This is what it feels like to have below average intelligence, by the way. Um, are you okay? No, yeah. you're done? Okay. Um, what I was saying was that, uh, I don't know, if Happy, well, first of all, if Happy died, I would have been extremely sad, but I would have been, it would have been sad in a different way. I don't think it would have been as impactful as Aunt May dying here. Like, it would have been impactful in terms of, like, my fandom and what yeah. he means to me. But, but in terms of the plot, it was a better death than Aunt May die. Exactly. What did you say? He's not Peter irrelevant. Not he's not he's irrelevant. No, underrating their relationship yeah. in Far From But plot relevant is the same as... Plot relevant is no way. You think he's going to be as devastated as Luke? Honestly, not as devastating, but you're just underrating. In Peter's life, he's less relevant. Then, yeah, then I, I, I agree. Well, no, that's obvious. He was bigger than him. What, like a year? We're talking about emotional relevance in the Sorry, I want to... Sorry, Alexei, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> ouch. I want to talk about the, the scene like leading up to where everything goes wrong. And where Willem Dafoe starts being the best actor of his generation. Oh my god. That scene where Peter has fixed Doc Ock and they're now... Dude, the Spider-Man They did such an show? amazing yeah. representation of how to build tension by literally placing a timer on Electro's chest. Oh my, oh my god, that was insane. Of it's ticking up to something, and you know it's ticking up to something. But and you don't know the what. The sound starts going out as the, by the way, great depiction of spider sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like, did you catch that in both the scene where Peter's not that strange, and in that, there's the faint, like, outline? Yeah, 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 I saw it. I saw, saw it. I was like, so it's a, what, I saw his body moving on its own, and I was like, oh, it's a spider sense. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, then, see, and then I see yeah. him, like, floating through the air, and I'm like, it reminded me of the Spider-Man game, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. When you see like the tingles on oh, his yeah. so yeah. yeah. Yes. But then in that scene when he he talks to Willem Dafoe in the lab, and and you and he responds, I don't remember what he says, and you're like, that was a different voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it moves into the other room, and when everything goes wild and Willem Dafoe is in full Green Goblin mode, he. That that's like it's one of his best performances I've seen, and he's an amazing actor in general. Oh my god! Do you think, like, so do you think he was Goblin the entire time? No, he wasn't. No, no, no. no. He, no. I, I think he's Goblin the second he and Peter fixed Doc Ock. Yeah, I don't think there was no, any no, moment. No, he's Goblin the second. Once Doc Ock says, "There's no more Doctor Who." Exactly. No, that's, that's when it switched. But that's when it switched. But like, you think that's such a good one? Because you think no, I'm just saying that was such a good one. The villains in this movie. My only thing, my, my only criticism for the villains is just that they underused Electro, and the fact that they didn't play the Electro theme is a I don't think they underused Electro. I'll explain why. All you have to do to make it perfect is play the Electro theme. That's all they that's have to do. That's such a... That is a cold take. That is such a cold take. Okay, I agree. Jordan, I agree that the villains are underused, but I want to actually ask some people. 
Who here cared about Lizard or Sandman in this film? They were just there. No. They didn't even show Lizard. Sandman being just wanted happy. to see his dog. <laughs> 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 they could have added like one second. Yeah, they didn't show. even really make it make sense why Sandman is suddenly like working against and then with. Like, I can understand it if I start to He's think about it. He's more just confused. No, Electro's Lizard. just like, this is stupid. We should go against him. And Sandman's like, yeah, I just want to go home. Well, no, no, no. To be fair, like, Sandman has like a different. He wants. The box. He's not actually really working with him because he wants to. He just wants to go home. Yeah. Right, but they but know they're should. going home to the moment they die. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Sandman doesn't die. Sandman doesn't. Yeah, Sandman, okay, <laughs> this is the one major plot thing. Neither Sandman, Sandman nor Lizard die in their respective Gotta fix them anyway. Yeah, but that wasn't. No, no, no. But to be fair, that, like, that wasn't part of the spell. Like, the spell wasn't, like, no, but made so that whole thing is, like, they can't. Because I, I think the logic that they're going to use in the future is the reason why these villains could come without the TVA also showing up and breaking everything is they were going to die anyway, so it doesn't change the um the course of history. And what, what's, what's the essential time? Whatever. Okay. Essential yeah. finite curve. Whatever. No, no, no that's no, the that's that's a joke. Oh, Wait, my God. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does Electro and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 ever find out he does. He, he does. I'm so glad. That Alfred Molina, right. Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, God tier villains. I think all yeah. like. I also, the electric design, by the way. Oh, the new design is so good. That's pretty cool. I have a question. What was up with Ned having? No, so Doctor Strange takes him like a year, two years, three years to learn magic. And he's Ned. the best sorcerer ever. Right. Ned, Ned makes a, a circle. It's a circle. And it's a circle. No. Okay. Oh no, I wish we could have Peter. Uh, uh, random hand motion. Okay. No, I'm gonna get so mad in the future because I know they're never gonna use this again. <laughs> or if no, they Ned, do, it's not gonna be. Ned was just like a side character that they wanted to make like magic. Yeah, I feel like for this movie they focused on like MJ and Peter's relationship yeah. versus Peter and Ned. But I don't yeah. think Peter and Ned are way more impactful than Peter and MJ. Okay. I don't know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who's when I saw the Emperor yeah. Palpatine yeah. on the yeah. desk, yeah. Right? I I got so sad. Right? Oh my god. I think I think there's one more very important thing we should get to. No, I think we should talk about Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. No, that's what, that's um, what I was gonna say. So, so I've been watching this is Logan's across. super hot take that I just upset. So basically so you guys remember back, you know, twenty minutes ago. Which when, was not how old the fellas We're just gonna No, but he, we we talked about that English. We're just not gonna that talk was about English. Oh, okay, whatever, fine, it's fine. You know, no, he was amazing. We all talked about He was him. amazing. Yeah, he should be casted as a joker in the future. And Alfred they were all great. Yeah. So remember twenty minutes ago when Patrick like completely, you know, roasted me. It's like, you know, the fact that they brought in these two Spider-Mans just adds to this coming of age story for the for kind of our universe's Spider-Man and how his relationship with the people who are currently in the universe kind of clashed with these villains and new Spider-Mans coming into the universe. And it was just a great coming of age story that centered around him, right? And I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> didn't they do that three years ago in animated form? Yes, and... <laughs> Possibly Argu- better? Arguably better. No. <laughs> no. Totally better. <laughs> but you don't have in that film, it's I better. would say that the other Spider-Men are not as... Um, they're a fantastic story supplement. I don't know if they're as much of an emotional supplement when you don't have the history of Toby and Andrew. No. No. But no. Toby and Andrew aren't technically in the movie. But you know what happened? I think what they did was that 
by basically into the Spider-Verse, created completely original characters and made us be emotionally invested in these characters that we literally just met, right? What's like they let, what No Way Home does is they bring in these characters that we already know and we love, right? But I don't that we think, love so much. I think so the fact huge, so huge so, hot take. Ten surface of the sun take. I do not like Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, Wait, that's what? a separate podcast. Talk about that. That's a separate podcast. podcast. No, no, no. Okay. No, you don't get to explain uh, that. Impeach okay. Jordan. Okay. Impeach okay. Jordan. Hashtag Alexei for Prez. So here's my issue with no... Oh, we're just losing like four people talking about that. That's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So here's my, here's my issue with Into the Spider-Verse. First off, Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse is flawless. If they could just take it with them right in the MCU, I'd say that. Kingpin in the Spider-Verse, great. There were a lot of great aspects. Who wasn't good? Can I just tell you? He's going to talk about the chase. He's going to start talking about the pigs in the anime. No, no. And it is by the single best. John Mulaney in Spider-Verse was amazing. No, no, I'm not. It's the best animation that's ever been done in a film. It's like two years. It was amazing. My issue with the film is that when I... I am literally saying my... Stop getting distracted. Just go. going faster. Oh, my God. Just get to the point. I know that for talking fast. This episode isn't even about Spider-Verse. Come on, let's go. I just thought overall, it's a... I didn't get... I just didn't get the emotional... Impactful. Then watch it again. Well, I'm sorry. Jordan, that's because like you're not as intelligent as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, what I was trying to say is that it's they... okay. They're marketing to a higher audience. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. They, you can like no way home. It was rated PG-13. I, I just hope you know that. <laughs> anyway, hey, he's so still at PG. It's okay. They introduce Spider Gwen and they introduce the other Peter, like the Bobby yeah, Peter, right? And we're, we become emotionally invested in those characters, and those characters help Miles Morales in his growth. Like this is literally his coming-of-age story and his arc, and it's so good, And I right? think that's great. I don't think it's the only way possible to get to become emotionally them. invested in it. Yeah, I agree with that. I know. I think that it's arguably better. I will agree with you there. I do like Spider-Verse. is probably my favorite Spider-Man. I think it's also easier to Because it's this film form. without the plot structure flaws. But yeah, I, do think I, I think to say that it's inherently better because it adds new characters instead of using old ones when right. those old ones had to earn their own emotional investment yeah. isn't necessarily a take that I would agree with, though I can understand how you would think about it. Yeah, that, right. that alone can't like change. No, but they also no. do, they do build from Toby and Andrew. Literally, in, when they bring up like, oh, let's do this one more time, they show like in animated form, basically yeah. scenes okay. from there. Yeah, right. existence by That's like a minor thing. But yeah, the, I know, but I'm saying it's well, like... I also, I also don't think this is like a like like that big of like a conversation. Like, you can like in this universe, so you can like know like hell. But the thing is that I'm... I'm the, the, the thing is that... So, uh, when I was having this conversation with Ethan, he's like, you can't knock No Way Home because Spider-Verse did a similar concept better three years ago. That's and not the exact... That, right. That's not what you're saying. No, but that's what you're saying. You can't say No Way Home is worse because Spider-Verse exists, right? And I'm saying... It takes away... So the reason why I love Guardians of the Galaxy is because they literally get, give you, like, a tree, like, Drax, some random familiar. people. I feel like... I, I brought, this, I brought the exact same argument. This argument no, sounds right? so, so irrelevant. They, no, they created these insane characters. They made this insane world, right? We hadn't been, like, off-world to these... Like, they made a prison planet. They made, like, all this villain, and it was original, and it was amazing, and that's the reason why I love Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the reason I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but... The fact, like, it's that originality and that ability to make a world that I feel like elevates movies like The Dark Knight, like Into the Spider-Verse, above No Way Home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a perfectly valid take. It just depends on how much you weigh 
originality versus pure emotional investment, no matter where it comes from. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Oh, I, I personally disagree with the notion that you can knock a film because it purely because it has characters that are already pre-established, as opposed That's to that's not what you're But that is not right. Your argument is saying, isn't it based on that English diversity a more impressive thing by making all of this new stuff, whereas No Way Home borrowed from the old, and that makes it in some ways worse. I'm just saying I value originality and the ability to to make something from nothing than what they do. Do you want to go to grades? Is there any? Oh, we we probably end it. I mean, that last like five minutes is just. Oh my god! When he was punching him, and all he kept doing was smiling. Oh, I was. Oh, seeing Green Goblet, Willem Dafoe, the sixty-something-year-old man, power bomb Tom Holland (laughs) through five stories. Also, I I think an underrated scene is when. Lizard actually jumps into the portal with MJ and Ned, yeah. and you just you fully grasp like how powerful these villains are compared to like MJ and Ned, and like yeah. how hard these like guys are working. And like you grasp how like amazing these the fight. Are. I, mean, I remember I was watching this interview with Tom Holland when he was talking about making like I was like yeah, you know the, the fight scenes in Nowhere Home are way different from any other Marvel film, and he's so violent. Yeah. It is Dark Knight brutal like. It's so well, it's like Daredevil style fighting. Yeah. Okay, Especially I was about to say, you were saying Dark Knight. No, no, no Dark Knight's no. like. The first scene where Spider Man fights Green Goblin in way outside of uh, Happy's apartment. Dude, yeah, suplex. That scene is. My, first off, love the reference to Spider Man PS4 where he does the. Yes, like, yeah. So but that fight scene is one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. It's so brutal, and it's like you feel every punch. It's just. Oh, yeah. I, I think the fight scenes are great. I do want to touch on John Watts, director, does not know how to shoot Spider-Man action. Or, or like Spider-Man yeah. action. Swinging. Swinging. Yeah. Yeah. Swinging. Yeah. When yeah. It, and I think Tobey Maguire, they had the limitations of the time. Sp- Tom Holland, I think John Watts just doesn't know how to do it. Look at Andrew Garfield yes. swinging. No, the innovation. No. movies. No matter what you think of the movies themselves, it is electric, it is dynamic. No, the fight no, not going to bring no, Speaking of electric, the fight scene between Garfield and Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2 with all the towers, where he's swinging and as he's swinging is dodging the lightning bolts, such, like, that's a perfect... The amount of research and time they put into z- designing how uh, their rendition of Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, actually swings... It's so impressive to look at. Like, yeah. oh my god, it's no, I, I totally it's innovative. I don't feel the weight of Tom Holland's swings. I I don't feel all we get is a joke that jumping is not like yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. All we get. Well, yeah. well that's, that's true. Well, that's true. This again, we've talked about the scene when all three Spider-Men are swinging and literally swinging off of each other. Well, no, it only happens. That was masterful. Um, and then I also I think the two best scenes in this film in terms of just pure smile on my face this is masterful that scene and the final scene where Peter makes his new suit he's running on the roof that new suit looks really good yeah. and jumps yeah. off yeah, that is and really the music in this movie is just and I don't expect him to let us down in the Batman Oh my god. Are you just want to listen to the theme? Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the. We're going to have a whole episode on the back. Wish it is. We're going to have one. It's Michael Giacano, absolute legend. Um, <laughs> You're just mispronouncing his last name. It's not Giacchino. Giacchino? Yeah, Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. All right. Two rounds. Jane, start us off. Damn. Okay. A lot of pressure. Um, I'd say 9 7. That's a three. How do we do grades? Out of time. Out of time. You were here last time. You were here last You actually did a grade last time. Yeah. No, even you didn't listen to the Rick and Morty. <laughs> 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 what do you also want to do? 
No, that's no, not dude. You no. didn't put me on there, even though I've read no, through the book. I made sure that he wasn't. I've read through the book. So, so that puts up. Right, Patrick, you good? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I can knock this film as much for the bad parts as I want to, but I'm only going to remember the good and write it. Like, I have to think back on the bad, so I have to give it like a 9.4. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I've honestly said everything I have to say, so I feel like the only thing left is the number. I'll probably give it a. 9.2. Yeah, um, this is my one thing. I cared more about Tom Holland than I did Miles Morales. Um, and I think that's my like juxtaposition in Spider-Verse. I care and feel just a little bit more emotional of characters' deaths. Like when Miles' uncle dies, I just, I care, like obviously it's an amazing scene, but I care less <laughs> Than like when on May dies. Like I, I feel like I'm more emotionally invested, and that might just be because it's like the third movie. But um, generally it's speaking, the sex movie. Yeah, but it's like the third. It's the yeah. third Holland movie. Um, I think there's a stronger emotional connection in all the things that are happening, and I think it makes the ending more impactful. Um, I do think Spider Verse is a better movie, and I do get critiques. My biggest critique, and honestly, sole critique, is Doctor Strange. But the reason why I don't knock Doctor Strange too much is I think Doctor Strange is a problem in every single movie, and Kind of honestly makes every single movie worse. So. Although one person has to be sick. I don't know. I, if the rumors are true where Charles we, Xavier is coming in. We 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 can assume, I think Doctor Strange is like a walking plot hole. And so I, I, mean, he's I don't. He's a walking plot hole in the comics as well. Magic. You can't make some more. Yeah, he's magic. I don't, think, I don't think Wanda's as big of a plot hole as Doctor Strange. Okay, then you Wanda clearly Wanda can create like her own reality. Okay, whatever. It's not beside the point. I think they're both, I think they're both pretty big problems and I think the MCU needs to work on them more. I'm gonna give it nine point seven. Um, if I'm thinking like Spider versus like a nine point eight, I think it's like just a tad bit worse. Um, I think Eden does bring up a good point, but I think something that wasn't mentioned that doesn't be mentioned is like, yeah, originality is a big part of why these movies are different. But um, another thing is there's certain things you can only do in animation, and certain yeah. things you can only do with cinematography in terms of like in person acting. Uh, or sorry, live action. I don't want to see in person. Anyway, um, if I have to give it a score, I'd say nine three four. Of course, low, dude. That is low. That's a lot lower than I thought. Honestly, I, I, the more I think about it, it's like, it's a good. No, that's a good score. That's an. That's a really high score. No, but. I, I think nine, really nine seven. Six. Yeah, nine six nine five. Yeah, yeah I thought you were really nine seven. That's like high. Like well, I, my score's higher than that. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like I don't even think. I think my highest movie is The Dark Knight. Maybe, but that's I don't think that's not even perfect. Oh I, yes, it's Dark. Knight. Uh, it's the closest yeah. thing we have to perfect. What? So Jordan's about to give it a really high number and not have listened to anything I said this time. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's close to my three. So it's like, okay, here's my, because here's my close. He's going to say like nine, seven, oh, one last thing plus point one. I think also the trilogy should be given credit for being completely different in all three yeah. movies. I think they did a really good I job. Time to talk about about <laughs> I thought the trilogy, I think it's the best trilogy. This movie. Hey, we need more episodes. The best trilogy. Also, better, better than the original Star Wars trilogy. Better than the original trilogy. What? The MCU. I want to just touch on what Ethan brought up. This movie, 
thought it was great. It made me understand people's problems with the previous two films. It made me get why we needed this Spider-Man story for Tom. So this said was just completed it. I, I so this like this said what I see the Milo close my line. Because here's like as most of you on the podcast, most of you listeners know, I my two favorite superheroes are Batman and Iron Man. Right? I love the story of someone without any powers doing whatever they can to do. It's right, all that kind of stuff. And so I've always loved those characters. And I've never, even though Spider-Man's a great character, I've never really connected with him at all in you know, my years of being a fan of this kind of stuff. Until I played the Spider-Man PS4 game in 2018. Again, emotional intelligence is low. Listen, let me say, because I think that genuinely is one of the best Spider-Man stories ever written. It is phenomenally well done, and it perfectly captures the ethos and the essence of who Peter Parker is. And the other film that does that is No Way Home. So you just have to kill Aunt May to do it to Spoiler, I haven't played the game! Yeah, Aunt May does in the end. I think this film, above any other Spider-Man project, perfectly captures what it means to be Spider-Man. And that does matter a lot. And yeah, it has its, you know, you, you have your nitpicks with plot, which is actually pretty, it's more than nitpick. There are some serious issues with the plot. Um, I firmly oh, believe that if I hadn't known, if I didn't know who Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire were, I didn't know their characters, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But I wasn't a huge fan of the Tilly Trilogy. Like I was never super into that, but I was a huge fan. I was I was I never really loved those films. I didn't think I saw like Spider-Man 3, or maybe I did, I was barely paying attention. But I know who he is, obviously. To be fair, we were quite young when they came out. Exactly. I totally watched But Andrew Garfield, I love those movies, even though they are not great, but I love them. Uh, Chasm so 2, greatest movie of awesome. No, so second me, greatest movie of all time. Uh, I'll take it. Chasm 2? So for me overall, I'm giving this a 9.8. It's got its problems, but it's just, there's so few films that make you feel the way No Way Home made me feel. I just, I loved watching this movie. I saw it again. I loved it. Um, I might buy it straight up on iTunes, just like I have it, even on like, Disney Plus or whatever. Uh, it's just such, a, it's such an awesome, great movie. Loved it. Guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode of Excelsior. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Or if oh no, actually I do know. We're gonna find your mother. Uh, so that'll be so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be really good. Um, no, no, no. Um, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm not like okay. Next is me having your mother. Uh, probably it may not be. We're gonna find out. But I hope you enjoy. Hey, I mean Jordan messed up the uh, two episodes for you. You messed up. The- Next I'll make you a bit of a battery. Yeah, I know. I'll make currently This is, I, I mean, I'm sick of you guys now. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to practice. I'm just going to cut Alexei out of that instead. You're not going to edit it. I'm going to edit it. You don't even know how to edit at this point. Guys, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.